Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadou. Tonight, I'm here with... Enu Safo. And coming up over the next 90 minutes, government condemns enskimment of a new Boku Naba in Nalirugu and orders the arrest of persons involved in the unlawful exercise. We'll hear from the government as well as parliament on this particular issue. Also coming up, the same day, the Ghana Statistical Service announced a reduction in inflation figures. International Ratings Agency, Fitch, has downgraded Ghana to junk status. How do you reconcile the two? And later on Eyewitness News. Indeed, I've said, for one to um, suggest that I ought to withdraw the letter that constitutionally I was mandated and to write. I stand by the contents of the press release today. The Attorney General Goffred Yebo Adame insists he had every right to give the advice he gave and the instruction to the Auditor General to pull down the publication of his findings into COVID-19 expenditure and more until Parliament finishes its work. That's a response to all the CSOs that have been asking for him to stay away. Stay with 97.3 CTF of Mondays and many other stories on Eyewitness News. And in business... Transport Minister Kweku Ferreciama urges players in the shipping industry to adopt environmentally friendly options to combat global warming. That's Michael Ogbodo. He'll be back in 15 minutes from the business desk of CTFM and City TV to tell us more from the world of business. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations, including in the northeast region, Nalirigu, where we are going to go to shortly on Nobia FM 98.1. We are also in Upper East Region on Quality 88.7 FM in Garu. In the Northern Region, we are on Radio Gaki 88.3 FM in Saboba. In the Volta Region on Heritage 107.3 FM in Hohoe. Freedom 88.1 FM in Sogakopa. In the Ashanti Region on Adrian Park 99.9 FM in Inkawye. In the Bono Region on Greener 95.9 FM in Sunyani. In the Western Region, we are on Sky Power 93.5 FM and Beach 105.5 FM. Both are in Takradi. In Takwa, we are on Adrienpa 100.7 FM. Do let us know what you make of the big stories by sending your messages on WhatsApp 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. We are also live on Facebook. You can watch the proceedings in studio and drop your comments so the world gets to know what your position on the matters are. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM, broadcasting from Adabraka in Accra. My name is Umaru Sandamadu here with Eno Safo. Let's talk about Boko and start with that part of the country now. We recall that we've been reporting for you violent clashes and death over the past few weeks, if not months. Now, the issues have generally been around chieftaincy. This morning, we woke up to news that a new Boko Naba had been enskinned in the 
palace of the Nairi in Nalirigo in the northeast region. The government has issued a statement in reaction to that. It's issued in the name of the government spokesperson, Minister for Information Kojo Oponokroma. It's a three-paragraph statement, and I'm going to read that for you quickly, and then we can get other reactions. It says that the government condemns developments in Nalirigo today, February 15, 2023, concerning the purported enschemment of a new Bokunaba as illegal and a threat to national security. Government further reiterates that Naba Asigri Abugrago Azoka II is a Boku Naba, duly gazetted and a member of the National and Upper East Regional Houses of Chiefs. The security agencies have therefore been directed to arrest and prosecute any other person who holds himself out as a Boku Naba. Further, any developments that have the potential to undermine the peace of Boku will also be dealt with swiftly and in accordance with law. Signed, Kojo Oponkroma, MP, Minister for Information. Now, that's a reaction from the executive arm of government. Let's hear from the legislative arm now. Eno. So the member of par members of parliament in the Kusau traditional area have described the enskinment of the new chief as null and void. Addressing the media, the spokesperson of the group and the member of parliament for Zebula, Kletus Avoka, says the criminal act of the Nairi has the tendency to aggravate the Boko disturbances. Members of parliament of Kusau condemn attempts to aggravate the insecurity situation in Boko dated 15th of February 2023. It has come to the attention of the members of parliament from Boko Central, Zebula, Binduri, Pusiga, Tengaru, who include Honorables Mahma Ayaraga, Kletis Avoka, Abanga Abdullahi, Haji Aladi Ayi Ayamba, Lydia Lamisa Kanvareba, and Honorable Arabet Akoko Alazuga, that the Nairi, Na Bohugu Mahmi Abdullah Sheriga II has purported to enskin a rival chief for Boku. This is unacceptable and should not come from a person of his stature. Such purported enskinment is null and void and will not be recognized by any institution under the 1992 constitution. The government of Ghana must take every step to ensure the maintenance of peace and security and hold perpetrators of this criminal act accountable. Meanwhile, the members of parliament for the area call on the people of the Kusau traditional area and its environs to remain calm and assure them that this unlawful conduct will not stand. We are watching closely the level of political will of the government of President Nana Akufado and Vice President Alaji Mahmoudou Bamouya in respecting the constitution of Ghana and the right of the Kusasi people to rule over their own land and to have their independence. The Zugurana, Naba Asigri Abogorago Azoka II, who is the Bokunaba, and president of the Kusau Traditional Council remains the only recognized paramount chief of the Kusau Traditional Area as recognized by law. 
the conduct of the Nairi has the potential to aggravate the already precarious security situation in Boku, and this must be resisted. Ladies and gentlemen, let me add by saying that the current Bokunaba, the Zugunana Abogoraga Azoka II, who is also the president of the traditional council, was enskined in 1984, as far back as 1984. They have been registered at the traditional council, the Upper East Regional House of Chiefs, the National House of Chiefs, and gazetted. Currently, he is a member of the National House of Chiefs for the past five years. And therefore, we find today's exercise very unfortunate and it might be nipped in the bud. We thank you so much as we pray for peace in Boko and Madagan. The government has issued a statement. The government has issued a statement. Yes. Condemning the scheme. Right. Are you assured that the Dakota will get the peace that we all want in Boko? Yes, we are, we are pleasantly happy that uh, they have issued a statement condemning the act. But that's not enough. It is, enough to, it is not enough to condemn the act. It, is, it should go further than that and make sure that the fellow doesn't act as a chief. That is important. Not words alone, but action by government. There cannot be a rival chief in Boku. There is one chief recognized by law. And that should be respected by everybody under this constitutional dispensation. So government should not just say that we condemn it, but make sure it doesn't work. No rival chief exists in Boku. That cannot be tolerated. To the extent that we're here, like you said, reportedly, who was skin outside of the jurisdictions of, of uh, uh, Boku, specifically Kampaga, is now being transported to the traditional area. To you, what does that mean? Uh, that we, we, have, we don't have evidence as of now that he's being pop, uh, carried to Boku. We, we don't have that evidence. So we wouldn't want to prejudge. Okay. Finally, are you surprised this could not be stopped by the security setup? Yes. We are very, very much surprised that this incident could not be nipped in the bud, that it could have been prevented. You all know that prevention is better than cure. I think that they have enough intelligence on the ground to have averted, I mean, to have informed government to avert this development. It is unfortunate that it wasn't averted. But we are still confident that the government of the day will make sure that there is no rival chief in Boko. Kletu Savoka is Member of Parliament for Zebula in the Upper East Region. This eyewitness news on 97.3 City FM. If you live in Boko at the Upper East Region or live in Nalirigu or any part of the North East Region, uh, let us know what um, is really happening, what your understanding of the situation and what your perspective is. Send us a message, 0549-986-996, 0549-986-996. This is Eyewitness News coming to you from Adabraka in Accra. We'll be back with more. Please stay with us. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Welcome back. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios 
in Adabraka in Accra. The big story we are bringing you tonight is that the government has condemned the enskinment of a new Boko Naba, which is uh, to say a new chief of Boko, and says that the current Boko Naba that it knows is the one that is recognized by law and also a member of the regional house of chiefs and the national house of chiefs now the enskinment happened in nalerigu in the northeast region uh, with the intent to have that new uh, chief of boku superintend over the town boku has been at the center of uh, conflict over the past few weeks if not months or years and so that's the government position and the government says that anybody who holds himself out as Boko Naba without the person who is who is not really the one that is recognized by law would be arrested by the uh, security agencies so that's a statement by the government issued by information minister Kojo Ponkruma the caucus in parliament from upper east uh, the caucus or the block that's known as the Kosag traditional area has also uh, called a press conference, Cletus Avoka MP for Zebila addressed the press on their behalf and they have condemned that act and say that there's only one uh, chief of Boko. Lots of you have been sending messages through. Let me read some of them uh, on WhatsApp. Peter from Teshi says, um, okay, let me rather move to Fia Mogo in Abo. He says, are we now saying that politicians and the lawyers will decide who is a chief? I don't think supporting one chief against the other is the best. Rather, they should have called the two chiefs involved and tried to settle these conflicts. Kennedy Onipayadie says security agencies should be vigilant in Boko and deal with anyone who would cause disturbances. Um, this one from Baba Chairman in Tamale says, I think it is highly unfortunate and bizarre for anybody to be enskinning a rival chief to an already volatile place like Boko. The security band makes sure all these those involved in this act are apprehended and dealt with. Um, this one um, is a message from. Okay, I wouldn't I wouldn't read this one either. This is Eyewitness News on ninety seven point three CTFM. Uh, send a message to be, be be decent and decorous in your message when you send it because this is a very uh, fluid situation that we are reporting on, and then we'll read your messages. Um, here on 97.3 CTFM 0549-986-996. Let's move on to some other stories now. And yesterday, uh, we brought you a headline, uh, which is um, a response that Occupy Ghana had given to the Attorney General, who had written to the Auditor General, talking about the publication or otherwise of audit report. Let me just recap for you what Occupy Ghana said to the Attorney General because the Attorney General Gofrey Adami has responded. And to look at the concluding parts, the Occupy Ghana says, Sir, in 2017, the Supreme Court in Occupy Ghana versus Attorney General ordered you and the Auditor General to work together in enforcing his disallowance and surcharges. In your letter to us dated 19 July 2022, you confess that both your office and the Auditor General have done next to nothing to comply with the Supreme Court's mandatory orders. In that letter, you wrote that, quote, I take cognizance of significant tardiness in the process 
to enforce notices of disallowance and surcharge issued by the Auditor General since 2016, unquote. Then you also informed us that you had set up a special team specifically assigned for the purpose of coordinating with the Auditor General seven months after that letter. It appears that you are now informing the Auditor General of the committee and then inviting him to set up a similar team to work with my office. We do not need to remind you both and the Auditor General that under Article 2, 4 and 5 of the Constitution, your admitted failure to carry out the terms of the Supreme Court's orders constitute a high crime and renders you and the Auditor General liable to fine and or imprisonment and a ban from holding public office for 10 years after serving the term of imprisonment. With the greatest respect, you cannot worsen this by your current approach. It will, it will be a set, it will set back efforts at ensuring the independence and good governance of the Office of the Auditor General and other constitutionally mandated bodies and lead to a decline in good governance and a lack of integrity of public officials. We are copying the Auditor General in this letter and urging him to ignore your letter as being blatantly unconstitutional. If you are unhappy with the state of the law expressed in the Constitution and interpret, interpreted by the Supreme Court, you may take your case to the Supreme Court. Or, since you are already a defendant in Isaac Wilberforce Mensa and the Auditor General, as well as the Audit Service Board and Attorney General, which seeks yet another Supreme Court intervention, uh, pronouncement on the independence of the Auditor General, you may, more than two years after the matter was laid, was last called in court, finally file the agreed memorandum of issues that you have failed, refused, or neglected to file. We are taking the opportunity to attach to this letter a proposed memorandum of issues for your consideration and adoption so that you may file in this Supreme Court or file it in the Supreme Court for that matter to proceed. Finally, we would respectfully advise you to cease and desist from this course of action and allow the Auditor General to do the work as the Constitution and the Supreme Court have stated, yours in the service of God and country, signed Occupy Ghana. So this is a letter that Occupy Ghana wrote to the Attorney General in response to the Attorney General's directive to the Auditor General. Today, the Auditor General, the Attorney General rather, has responded. Eno will share that with us. Eno? The Attorney General, Godfrey Yabuadame, has lashed out at the Ghana Center for Democratic Development for stating that his outfit has no power to advise the Auditor General. The Office of the Attorney General has been criticized after he advised against the Auditor General's publication of his reports before Parliament considers same. CDD, who heavily criticized the opinion, believes the Attorney General cannot advise the Auditor General. But addressing journalist Godfrey Dame argued that the Constitution makes the Attorney General the principal legal advisor and can advise the Auditor General. I think it's actually very much unjustified, unwarranted, and indeed upset for one to um, suggest that I ought to withdraw the letter that constitutionally I was mandated and to write. I stand by the contents of the press release today, and clearly you see the constitutional and statutory provisions that I advise the support of my position. It tells you that my position was justified in law 
and on the contrary, the positions taken by some civil society members <coughs> are clearly um, insupportable. I think that the, the, the call for we to withdraw an advice that I gave to the Attorney General in lawful exercise of my constitutional mandate under the 1992 Constitution. And I've referred to those provisions in, in, in the law, um, Article 189 of, of the Constitution, Article 295 of the Constitution, as soon as the fundamental provision, Article 88 of the Constitution, which shows that indeed the Attorney General ought to be the legal advisor to the other service, which is part of the public service of Ghana. And that's the Auditor General. He's also part of the audit services, which is also a member of the, of the Public Service of Ghana. So clearly, I do not see how it can be contended that Attorney General cannot advise Auditor General. That is an absurdity of the highest uh, um, um, standard or standards, uh, the highest order. And I think that it is it's unwarranted. Indeed, it will constitute a very dangerous precedent uh, for this nation if the audit service were to be taken out of the public services listed in the Constitution. It's clearly listed in the Constitution Article 190 as part of the public service of Ghana. So I, I think that the, the, the letter that I wrote clearly fortified by law and I stand by the content of it. On the substantive issue of the auditing process and the publication and parliament, what do you think the procedure should actually be? Well, I think the procedure has set out the Constitution that the Ottawa upon the preparation of this um, um, report is required to submit same to parliament. Parliament is also required to debate same and refer to an appropriate committee of parliament. So that process actually implies deliberation and scrutiny of, of the Attorney report. I think that it's very important to state that, yes, we are building nation, uh, a nation, and the nation is governed by laws. The Attorney especially at this current Attorney clearly has been up to, up to the task. And I do not think that we ought to sensationalize the issues by um, this uh, unwarranted um, perception that the attorney or any or member of government is seeking to interfere with the functions of the of the attorney the attorney is doing a good job but of course in doing so he must be guided by the constitution and the laws of ghana yeah. and that is what i seek to do that whatever he does he must be guided by the constitution and the laws of ghana we'll be collaborating on various issues i am the first attorney to actually issue a writ in the high court in kumasi on trying to enforce a disallowance and surcharge issued by this current auditor general. This current auditor general issued some uh, um, notice of surcharge and disallowance. And in December last year, Office of Attorney General in Kumasi filed a writ in Kumasi seeking to recover the amount that the auditor general sought from, from the person in question. It's a matter of record. So we have we give him every support. Of course, I think that for the sake of order and good governance, there ought to be compliance with the constitution and that that that, that ought to be all under the law no one's about the law some have questioned the timing of the opinion you're asking why the now of the legal advice why, why now the COVID expenditure issue why okay. the other reports that have been issued over the period yes so so the fact that there, there is a repetition of unconditionality uh, that's i mean uh, any unconditionality no matter the times it's repeated does not ripen into legality or conditionality. An unconditional conduct, however, it is when repeated so often, doesn't ripen the act into um, a conditionality. It doesn't change the nature of the, of the act. If other <laughs> attorney never wrote such a letter or never gave such an advice, I can afford it. I mean, I think in, in my time this issue has arisen, and I thought that 
for the sake of the future, we must guide the work of the Auditor-General properly. That is all. Have you received a response from the Auditor-General on this and what do you expect him to do going forward? I have not seen the response of the I don't know if you have seen the response of the I haven't seen that. But you expect him to comply? If he doesn't comply, what will he be doing? I mean, I think, I think these, these questions really um, seek to create some kind of conflict between the Attorney and the and now is this for answering, answering it. You heard the Attorney General Godfred Yabwa Dame there. Now, the Savannah Regional Minister Saeed Muhazu Jibril is urging calm as the Judicial Committee of the Regional House of Chiefs prepares to deliver a verdict on a protracted chieftaincy dispute. There has been a dispute over the Damongo skin by two factions before the creation of the Savannah region in 2019. The Regional House of Chiefs took over the case and has fixed tomorrow, February 16, to deliver the verdict on the matter. The verdict is coming after the seven days funeral rites of the overlord of the Gonja state, Tutumba Borissa I, who passed on 5th February. The Savannah Regional Minister Saeed Jibril spoke to City News. Engage them individually, we engage them as a group to let them know that as RECSEC and for that matter, MUSEC for the West Gonja Municipal, we are going to be as neutral as possible. We are going to make sure that will give them the maximum protection that they need so that there won't be any disturbance. So for me, I think the best thing is that we keep preaching peace to them. They should take things calmly because definitely this is a seat for one person. At the end of the day, it is one person who will be a judge, the Damangora. And after that, then we will have to go on with our lives and pray to God that when it is your turn to, it will come. I have this firm belief that at the end of the day, there will be peace. But we don't have to take things for granted. We have enough men and women who have put enough logistics into containing the situation if it goes out of hand. You heard the Savannah Regional Minister Said Muhazu Jibril. Basic schools in Nyangpala in the Tolon district of the northern region are to remain closed for the next two days. City News' sources reveal that this is to allow for the performance of some traditional rites to officially install a new chief. The schools were closed following shooting incidents last week Thursday caused by unknown persons as a result of chieftaincy disputes. The identity of the shooters and their motives are unknown, but some residents believe the incidents are connected to the enskinment of a new chief in the community. City News sources indicate that traditional rites for the enskinment of the new chief would take place on Thursday and Friday. In other news, the Ghana Education Service has released school placements for graduates of the 2022 Basic Education Certificate Examination into senior high schools and technical, vocational education and training schools across the country. Out of the over 547,000 candidates who sat for the examination, 538,399 qualified for school placement. Addressing the media, the Director General of the Ghana Education Service, Dr. Eric Nkanta, said first-year students are expected to report to school on February 20 for their admission processes to begin. Out of the 547,329 registered candidates, 538 1,399 candidates qualified to be placed. So far, a total of 
372,780, representing 69.24% of the qualified students have been automatically placed in at least one of their choices. However, 165,601 candidates representing 30%, 30.76%, could not be matched with any of their choices. All such students are therefore to do self-placement to select from the available scoops. On this note, per the calendar for 2023, the academic calendar for 2023, the first year students are to report to school on February 20, 2023. So from next week, February 20, students can report to schools for registration and possible orientation for academic work to commence on February 27. May I take the opportunity to announce that the 2023 computerized school selection and placement system, CSSPS, for senior high schools and TVET school site will be going live any moment from this minute. The GES further urged the public not to fall prey to deceitful persons who approach them to pay money for a placement in senior high schools. We strongly caution parents and guardians to be on the alert for unscrupulous individuals who may approach them to pay any amount of money for the placement of the awards. Such persons are to be reported immediately to the police and to the GES or possibly to the TVET service for us to pick it up. We are also advising heads of all schools to stick to their approved prospectus. On the other hand, we also urge parents to cooperate with the school authorities during and after the admission process. Solution centers have been set up at all regional education offices. At the national level, the solution center will be set up at Nat Hall, Adabraka. Dr. Eric Nkansa is the Director General of the Ghana Education Service. The West African Examination Council has denied claims that it deliberately marks down students from private schools. This comes after some parents raised concerns over the poor performance of the awards in the 2022 Basic Education Certificate Examination. Speaking on the City Breakfast Show, the head of legal at WIAC, Reverend Victor Brew, said the council will engage with managers and head teachers of private schools on the grading system to clear any doubts. What is happening is that it's, 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 it's like a local league and a national league or if you like international league or World Cup really. So in your school, there's this boy or girl who is very good, scores 80 something. But then you are using only your school as the sample size or the population you know and you are using the, the wrong scores only but then uh, when you get to pitch your candidate strength or your best student's strength with the best of the best in the whole country you you get to know that we use 
not just the raw scores, but then what we do is there is a moderation of the continuous assessment across the board for all schools, and there is what they call the task, which is the total assessment score, and there is a correlation. So it's not just as simple that you do mock in your school for mocks. Yeah, that is good. But really, uh, you are just pitching your strength, uh, the strength of your candidates against each other. You now have to go to the national level and pitch the strength of your candidate against the national best. When the public, uh, some of the private schools have engaged us, we have actually offered to engage them in their school. We are thinking about engaging a larger, uh, you know, segment of stakeholders. So it's an ongoing thing. I mean, but look, people in private school, public schools come up with their continuous assessment. Sometimes people bring up continuous assessment that is not real on the ground. And so the relationship between the cards and the task and the method that is used to calculate, you know, are all technical things which we could engage and explain the way things are done. So yes, by all means. That was the head of legal at the West African Examination Council, Reverend Victor Brew. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back. Let's do some more stories. The Minister of Finance, Ken Ufuriata, has promised to discuss the demands of the pensioner bondholders with President Takufuado and come up with a final solution. This was revealed by convener for the Pensioner Bondholders Forum, Dr. Edwana Nienchi, after a closed-door meeting with the minister. The pensioners once again picketed at the Finance Ministry to demand an exemption from the Domestic Debt Exchange Programme. Ken Ufuriata has, however, described as needless the continuous picketing by pensioner bondholders. I had a press release a couple days ago and I thought uh, I had made it unequivocally clear that um, you know um, all government bonds will be on it. Anytime you are able to get your money ahead of time is good for you. But that's really your choice and therefore a lot of you decided not to take it. But that was really the basis of giving you the option. But if you chose not to take the option, we made it clear that we will honor those things. So really, there is no reason for us to be sitting here because that assurance has been given on paper. So that's why I really want to, to talk with you guys to see what it is that you are afraid of or that you think will not happen. You know, so my issue, which I told your leader, was that now you have very little of the old bond in the system, which means that in the event of a crisis personally, um, your ability to trade that paper in is really diminished. But that's a choice you make that, oh, I don't really care about that. I will continue holding that. And we are saying if you continue holding that, fine. Government would honor those papers. So I'm a little unclear, you know, um, as to exactly 
what now the problem is. Minister of Finance Ken Uforiata, now the convener for the Pensioner Bondholders Forum, Dr. Edwana Nienchi, spoke to the media after meeting the finance minister. We had all discussion with the minister. The minister has brought us all the position. We have also sent the position. So we have left it with the minister. Uh, he's going to discuss our matter uh, with the president and we will see where we take it. But these are discussions you've been having for so long. Well, but he's still going to discuss. So are you coming yeah. tomorrow? Tomorrow we are going to parliament. Uh, we are going to so parliament. Tomorrow we are not coming. Which means that he hasn't granted your demand? We don't have that. Or, uh, now, we haven't got it yet. but it's, it's, it's still being considered. And are you hopeful that there's we, one? We are, I have been hopeful you? from day one. Mm. I will be hopeful until it comes. I, I didn't start this if I didn't know it can work. So the short tale is that we said we just want the exemption using the word you have been exempted. So that is what the minister is going to work on now with higher authorities and come out with something What's for us to hear. Dr. Duana Nienchi is convener for the Pensioner Bondholders Forum. Let's remain with issues having to do with uh, economy now. International Ratings Agency Fitch has downgraded Ghana's long-term credit worthiness to restricted default from C, which is junk status. At the same time, the statistical service is saying that year-on-year inflation rate for January 2023 has dropped marginally to 53.6% from 54.1% recorded in December 2022. Is it the case that we take one step forward and another step back? Are we stagnant? Are we going down? Are we going up? What exactly is the state of affairs? Well, I don't have answers to these questions, so I'll go to... A senior economist who is a director of the Cent Interna at the University of Ghana, Professor Peter Korte, uh, to help us understand what our situation as a country currently is. Prof, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, and uh, good evening to your listeners. Good evening. So I don't know if you want the good one first or the bad one first. The bad one is that Fitch says we are getting badder and badder, if there's any such term or where to use uh, the statistical service says we have improved on the inflation side of things i know we can have both at the same time but Fitch's picture appears to be bigger than what the statistical service is looking at so would it be fair to say that yes we are trying looking at the, the figures from statistical service but generally or overall we are doing badly as a country no, um, speech, uh, downgrade is based on what we all know that there has been a change in the material terms of the bonds, given that it's reduction in, in the terms, original contractual agreement between bondholders and government. So with uh, the debt exchange program, people are losing value in terms of the coupon payment, and even some maturing ones are being uh, rollover or not being honest. So um, they are there to inform the public, inform investors whenever they take that signal. So uh, you recall uh, from the announcement that there are some principal and interests that were due on February 6th, um, but in the amended exchange, um, the government announced that it's not going to pay now 
and there was a press release on February 14, and then also announced that coupon payments and maturing principles will be honored in line with government's fiscal commitments. Fitch thinks this statement is unclear, uncertain, when it will be honored, and when it, uh, if it will not be honored at all. So all of this, you know, push for the downgrade. Now, that is the local currency uh, bond. We haven't said much about the foreign currency, but it also went on to say that should things improve, if we're able to get onto the uh, foreign creditors and be able to sign onto the IMF program, then with all these positive signals and positive outlook, then we may see an upward um, gradient or an upgrade in, in the rating. So it, it, it would not be fair then to marry the two together. We have to treat them separately. I think so. Uh, because inflation uh, and you know the debt exchange are two separate things, although one can feed into the other. Um, uh, with a debt exchange, um, some it has sent a signal to the financial market and some are not investing money. Uh, rather keep holding on to your money and into buildings and into other forms of consumption. So that can trigger inflation. You know, but that, uh, uh, these are separate uh, incidents. With mm. inflation, we have seen some stability in terms of the exchange rate uh, and, and that has affected non-food components of the budget, of, of our budget. Uh, once the exchange rate is stable, poor prices become relatively stable or seen some downward trend Diesel uh, was around 21 kg per It come down to about 15, 16. You know, so all this play into the inflation uh, numbers. So these are two separate things. Although there may be some link in one way or the other. So the inflation figures are tied to what's happening at the pumps, what's happening in the forex market. So it's only natural that because we saw some stability in the end of December, that has reflected in the figures. Uh, now that the cost of fuel has gone up again, we may see this reflecting in the next announcement by the government statistician. Well, it depends on how long the rise in the price of fuel um, continues or, or is, is sustained. Um, if it's just uh, one week or two weeks, and later comes down, we'll look at the net effect. Um, the exchange, the same with the exchange rate, if it remains stable or it depreciates or appreciates, then we can see adjustments in poor prices. Inflation is not just a demand side issue, it's also a supply side uh, factor. So if food production improves um, and, and other um, manufacturing, other manufacturers, other things also improve, then uh, the pressure on the currency, the pressure where we have more money changing few goods would not happen. Of course, the Bank of Ghana has also been very uh, proactive in the increase in the policy rate. As they do so, they are able to mop up excess liquidity. When the policy rate goes up, uh, interest rate generally goes up, and people are encouraged to invest their money or put their money into savings, fixed deposits. Now, it's more of fixed deposits than bonds and uh, cocoa bills, etc. So, it's able to mop up excess liquidity. Of course, if you are going to borrow, you borrow at a higher cost. So, you cannot borrow to spend, you cannot borrow to, to invest. You're also restricted in one way or the other. 
And all of this play into the inflation numbers uh, we are seeing. But it's a marginal decline. It's a 0.5 percentage point decline in inflation. Uh, we may see some improvements in the coming months if all things be for us. The economy is usually safe. We'll keep praying then. Thank you so much for speaking to us, Prof. My pleasure. That's Professor Peter Quarty. He is the director of ESA, the Institute of Statistical uh, Research at the University of Ghana. He's also an economist sharing his views with us. Let's talk about other stories. Government has paid 1.2 million cities as compensation to three victims who were injured in the disturbances at Ejra in the Ashanti region. 17-year-old Awal Misbal, whose leg has been amputated due to the shooting, received a little over 678,000 cities, while 22-year-old Louis Aikpa and 31-year-old Nazif Nuhu, who also sustained gunshot wounds, both received a little over 540,000 cities. This was after the government through the Interior Ministry paid compensation to the deceased relatives as part of recommendations by the Justice Kumsen Committee that investigated the incident. Two persons died and three others sustained life-threatening injuries when military officers opened fire on protesters who went on a rampage following the death of Ibrahim Mohammed, also known as Kaka. This eyewitness news on 97.3 CTFM. Up next, uh, Michael Ogbodu will be bringing us the latest in the world of business. And then on point blank, my guest is the managing director of the bulk oil storage and transportation company, Bost. You know about the good for oil? That controversy around it would be clarified here on point blank when we come back. Please stay. Eyewitness news. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Let's settle for the details now. As the world makes efforts towards more renewable energy options, Transport Minister Kweku Fawesiyama is urging players in the shipping industry to adopt environmentally friendly fuel alternatives. This, he insists, would help reduce climate change and its resultant environmental impact as the fossil fuel-driven shipping industry contributes significantly to the phenomenon. He was speaking at the Green Shipping Conference organized in Accra by the Ghana Maritime Authority in partnership with the International Maritime Organization and the Danish Maritime Authority on the theme Unlocking Opportunities for Green Shipping in Africa. In Africa, transition is gaining, green transition is gaining traction as several African countries have recognized the potential of green economy. All the 54 African countries have signed the Paris Agreement and the Agenda 2033 of the African Union Development Group envisage green economies in Africa. As science has shown, and as we have witnessed as inhabitants of the planet Earth, climate change remains one of the biggest challenges faced by humanity. And it is also evident that the severe impact that comes with it are occurring all over the world. First, to avoid the impending worst situation, there should be an action 
to limit the rise in global temperature to around 1.5 degrees Celsius. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change suggests that global net human cost emission of carbon dioxide will need to fall by 45% from 2010 level by 2030, reaching at least net zero by the year 2050. Transport Minister Kweku Furie Siama there. Away from that, the Cybersecurity Authority is set to commence the process of licensing cybersecurity service providers, CSPs, and accreditation of cybersecurity establishments and cybersecurity professionals. This is in pursuant of the Cybersecurity Act 2020, Act 1038, which mandates the authority to regulate the above activities. The licensing and accreditation regime will take effect from March 1, 2023 and will apply to existing and new CSPs, CEs and CPs. Director General of the Cybersecurity Authority, Dr. Albert Impibuesiako, explains that the intent of the regime is to ensure regulatory compliance with the Cybersecurity Act 2020 and to rectify and to certify that stakeholders offer their services in accordance with approved standards and procedures in line with domestic requirements and industry best practices. The whole idea of this regulation, again, is to ensure the legal requirements are met. Section 4, subsection K, sections uh, 49 to 59 of the Cyber Security Act mandate authority to carry out these regulatory activities. So the first aim is to meet the legal requirements as provided in Act 1038. But it's also important, this is an industry, a developing industry. So the idea of the regulation to provide guidance and direction to the CSPs, um, the CES, and the CPS to ensure that they deliver their services consistent with standards and also in line with international best practices. But it's important that consumers are also protected. So uh, the exercise will provide greater assurance of cybersecurity and safety uh, to businesses and institutions that procure cybersecurity services. Again, this is uh, a new area the idea is to raise the quality of cybersecurity service providers and improve and maintain standards that offer baseline protection to Ghana's uh, digital ecosystem. That was the Director General of the Cybersecurity Authority, Dr. Albert Intriboisiako. Now, the head of delegation of German Industry and Commerce in Ghana, Bokat Hellman, says although German businesses in Ghana are concerned about the current economic instability in the country, most are trying to explore and find feasible long-term investments. He notes that with the current economic crisis, Ghana is facing competition from neighboring countries such as Ivory Coast and Senegal as foreign investors look to do business with neighboring countries. He was speaking at the Ghana's Economic Outlook for 2023 seminar in Accra earlier today. Germans do not like risk that much as, for example, Americans do, yeah, in my opinion. So um, they have a certain perception of the Ghanaian market or the West African market at the moment. And uh, previously, Ghana has always been the safe haven in Western Africa. At the moment, certainly with the economic challenges and disturbances, they are rather critical or skeptical in entering the market. At the same time, we can also observe that companies from Germany are long-term interested. So yes, they observe that the economy is not running well, that there are some issues and challenges. Nevertheless, they explore and try to find out, 
if and, and how on a long-term investment can be feasible here in Ghana. And as I said before, Ghana is a safe haven, more than 30 years of democracy and stability uh, in the region. It is still interesting for German companies. Nevertheless, let me also mention that Ivory Coast and Senegal are picking up. That was the head of the Legation of German Industry and Commerce in Ghana, Bukat Hellemann. Finally, Vanguard Assurance Company has rewarded its sales agents who contributed enormously to its financial performance for the year 2022 and also used the opportunity to launch its 2023 Sales League in Accra. The Sales League is a program designed to concurrently deepen collaboration and competition among sales agents in order to ensure many Ghanaians have access to insurance products that are tailor-made to their needs. The insurance company also used the opportunity to announce its strategies of honoring its insurance claims to customers. Samuel Asumang. Asumang is the head of distribution at Vanguard Assurance and he has been speaking to City Business News. We've uh, reloaded our same day claim payment where we are telling the public that any of our customers who is involved in a motor accident and the cost of repairing the vehicle, if it is 10000 and below, once you bring the needed documentation, within that same day, 24-hour period, before 3 p.m., we will pay the claim. So we also mentioned that there's no need for most of our clients to be working into our various offices to process their claims, but they can do that online. So we have the online claim system, which is very interactive, online claim system where uh, the, the customer can track the claim processes right from process A to process Z, where the client will receive the claim payments after filing for the claim. So with the celebration or appreciation of uh, our sales team, it is the confidence that we have in the team that we have that um, whichever strategy that we roll out, whichever target that we set for the team or for the company, we will be able to give it a better execution and get the needed results. That was the head of distribution at Vanguard Assurance, Samuel Isumang. And that's all for City Business News on Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you for listening. As always, please stay safe. Up next is Point Blank. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. It's 25 minutes to 1900 GMT. This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. I am Umaru Sanda Amadou. Tonight on Point Blank, we talk about gold for oil. The government of Ghana announced gold for oil policy. So among a number of things, deal with our currency challenge. And also later, we are told that how much you buy fuel at the pumps will change. The policy has been dogged with controversy. So tonight we've invited the BOST boss. Boss is 
bulk oil storage and transportation company. The managing director is Edwin Provencal, and he's joining us in studio now for a discussion on that. Edwin, you're welcome to Point Black. Thank you very much. How are you? Charlie. Pressure day. Hey, but you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> you already day. have gray hair, so you don't. There's nothing else. He who is down fears no fall. Four years ago, I didn't have a single gray. Are you serious? Yeah. Pressure day, but it's good pressure. Mm. You know, working for the people of Ghana. Uh, good pressure. Yeah. <laughs> How is boss doing though? Because usually, a lot of the parastatals when they mention you, especially those in the petroleum downstream sector, your tall, you know, boss, Charlie Valco, the thermal enclave people problem. How is yours doing? Um, bust, bust today is not a bust uh, in the past. Uh, we've made a lot of strides. I'm sure you, you would acknowledge the fact that after 11 years, we made a huge profit of about 160 million Ghana cities. So we've come a long way. We've come a long way. So I you mean, don't have problems now? We have Bust I mean, workers don't wear red armbands. <laughs> when you were first appointed, they wore red armbands for you and they said they are, they are mourning you before. They brought you wreath and things. They said they are oh, laying wreath on you. I mean, uh, all good relationships start with challenges. So mm. I guess we've gone past those stages and mm. I'm sure they've realized that uh, all stakeholders have realized that what we're doing is in the good interest of the staff and the good interest of the people of Ghana. Mm. So let's talk about the things that you were doing which you think or see are in the good interest of Ghana. This good for oil, where's the idea from? Um, from the vice president's office, from the economic management team, which is chaired by the vice president, and then a committee which is led by uh, uh, the deputy minister of energy. The newly the, promoted minister. The newly promoted minister. So he's the chairman of the committee. But the brainchild of this is coming from the vice president. Mm. Yes. So the idea is to do what? So, I mean, I'm sure you all today, I heard you, uh, when, on my way, I heard you talking about uh, the statistical service, talking about inflation. Mm -hmm. So, the, the, the biggest challenge we have today is, is an economy that uh, is not in good health. We all know that. And some of the symptoms include very high inflation. Uh, inflation is it's, it's not a good thing. I mean, inflation is an indirect tax on your income. And... Uh, it's it's our people are not in a good place. So this whole program is to is to solve an inflation problem. That's it. Now, uh, who is in charge of price stability in Ghana? Who, Omar? Tell me who is in charge. You tell me what you want to say. <laughs> it's the Bank of Ghana. Mm -hmm. So the Bank of Ghana is mandated to ensure that uh, we maintain price pr uh, stability in the general level of prices so that is their core responsibility mm -hmm. the same bank of ghana is also uh, mandated to import export refine hold sell transfer or otherwise deal in gold gold coins bullion and any other precious uh, metals as determined by the board so we realize that this inflation a lot of this a lot of it is a pass through from energy energy prices or energy cost in Ghana. That's the original, uh, that's, so that's the basis, that's where it starts that's from. That's the basis, that's where it starts from. Now, if you look at the price build-up, Forex plays a key role in there. So, as the Forex keeps going up, the city keeps depreciating, which is as a result of demand and supply of Forex and so many other things, such as capital flight, where the interest rate uh, in the US, for example, starts going up Obviously, when when investors check their real returns in Ghana compared to the U.S. and they realize that it's better in the U.S., obviously they will try and 
and dump our bonds and then flee to the U.S. to go and invest. So when they dump our bonds, what happens? There's a demand for our dollars. There's also demand of our, for our dollars from used clothing, medicine, used drawers, all sorts of things, uh, used electrical equipment, all sorts of things. So there's so much pressure on the dollar, you know, which which came from the you know the COVID, from the COVID to the Russia Ukraine prices started going up everywhere in the world. So how do you solve this? So Bank of Ghana realized that this country uh, demands about 4.8 billion dollars per annum looking for dollars to bring in petroleum products so if you want to curb inflation in the shortest possible time the assumption is that if you reduce the demand for dollars for petroleum or you are able to take the demand for dollars within our local economy out of this economy into wherever else it goes and we use our local currency then the demand for dollars will come down. It means the pressure on the dollar will come down and the price on the dollar will come down. And when that reduction goes through the petroleum price buildup, what's going to happen is that the price of petroleum products will come down. And when the price of petroleum products come down, it touches everything, transport, electricity bills, water bills, everything. And then the stability in the general level of prices will start coming down. The, 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 the rate at which it's going up will, will either stabilize or start coming down. And I'm sure you can attest to the fact that even that 10% of the volume we brought last month, 40,000, has brought a marginal stability. Right, sir, the following day, we saw an increase in the price of fuel at the pumps. Because the, the, when, the, when, the, when the product comes in, it doesn't reflect the following day. It takes time to discharge, about mm. three, four, five days. It's still, the, the prices have still not gone down. No, it went down. I mean, when Go Energy got their, their, their consignment, the next day, mm. prices reduced from 15.75 to 15.25, 50 oh, pesos. That's not what we are looking for. We want to see the thing go down. Imagine this. I know, I know in your pocket you think it's 50 pesos, but imagine... 100 million liters times 50 pesos. Mm. How much is it? I'm talking about what I can buy for my car. What I buy over for my time, car. Over time, it will... No, over time, it's taking too much time. No, it's not taking too much time. Let, it's not. I know I know you have high expectations. I know, you, I know. like the president said, you, do, you don't have time. Yes, we don't have time. And, I know. And, and when you promise us that this what you do A so that B will happen. You've done A and B is not happening. Even if B is happening, B is happening at a very slow rate. 10% of the market is a drop. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a drop in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Let's have this conversation in March. Because it takes time. It takes time to bring in the fuel. It takes time for to discharge the fuel. It takes time for NPA to approve the prices. It takes time for the for the products to move from BOS to the BDCs. It takes time from the BDCs to move it to the OMCs. It takes time to reflect at the pump. I'll ask you to clarify more what would happen by March. How what consignments you're going to be, what volumes you're going to bring, and why that would change anything. But let's still deal with the issue. So your idea is that the government of Ghana goes to do butter trade. You don't want to call it butter, but that is what exchange. it is. Exchange is butter. Yes. I give you gold. It depends. So there are two there are two there are two legs to mm -hmm. this. So there's one that is uh Ghana has gold and Ghana wants oil. Mm -hmm. So Ghana meets somebody like you, handsome guy like you, 
And then Ghana says, luckily for Ghana, you deal in both gold and oil. You're a commodities guy. You sell gold, you sell oil. So when Ghana meets you and you need Ghana's gold, then you can give Ghana oil. That is the battle. So I collect your gold, give you my oil. Thank you. Okay. And how do we price that? We all go into the international market. We know what the price of gold is in the international market. We know what the price of oil is in the international market. When you do the gold-oil ratio, you can know that for one ounce of gold, maybe it's equivalent to one ton of oil. Okay. And then so we did not sell the gold to the company. Okay. Is this, this, is this a hypothesis or is this what something that actually happened? Has this happened where you okay. give somebody gold and that person gave you oil? Has that happened yet? No, it hasn't happened yet. But you are planning that that's one of the the things that will happen. We have a contract for that to happen. We have finalized, Bank of Ghana is finalizing the last contract by opening the metallic account in a refinery where both of them will be present for that to happen. Which company is this? It's called Winvestnet. And where is it located? UAE. Hey, sorry, Winvestnet in it's Morocco. So it's in Morocco? Yes. So we'll go give our gold to this Moroccan company, which also has oil. Yes. And then it will ship our oil here to us. Yes. We will not you know sell it collect money and buy no that's the first leg okay do you do you immediately have the volume of or the ounces of gold we are sending and how much in terms of volume we are bringing back of, of, of um we for this particular company for this, morocco? for this moroccan company like i said bank of ghana is almost finalizing the last bit we, we have signed the, con the oil oil part okay bank of ghana signs the payment part mm -hmm. so then once that leg is closed then we can do that that business okay how much have you signed in terms in your contract how much volume are you expecting from that company we'll get there but we need to clear the contracts first mm -hmm. so that's what the bank of ghana is, is, is no because you have you said you've signed the contract part which is the, the volume we would, we would request based on demand so until we give the money no, until we request, Ghana, Bank of Ghana will not pay. Okay, but how much are we asking Bank of Ghana to pay them? How it much? Depends if... on, we have a lot of supplies, so it depends on no, how I'm, much. I'm interested in the particular Moroccan company. So it will you... depend on how, and once that is done, based on demand, like mm -hmm. for example, in uh, in in January, we didn't buy from them because we hadn't finished the paperwork. Mm -hmm. We bought from uh, another company, okay, which brought forty k. Okay. So let's test the market with 40k tons. In February, we're bringing in three, three, four cargos. They still haven't finished that line yet. So we're saying, let's, Ghana needs oil. So let's still bring the oil in through the other route. Mm -hmm. But by end of February, March, I'm sure Ghana, Bank of Ghana would have finalized that leg and we'll start buying directly from this guy. That's the Morocco one. The Morocco one. Is there any so other We have two companies. Two companies doing the same thing. Do the direct barter. Which one is the second one? There's a next one uh, called Netwise. Where is it located? UAE. UAE. Yes. They would also collect our hard gold and give us wet oil. Yes. That's going to be direct. Yes, direct. Okay. But we have not engaged any of them yet. As in, nothing has come from them yet. These two companies. Um. In in March, one will come from uh, Netwise. That's the one in UAE. Yes. But it hasn't come yet. It hasn't come. What yet. volume are we expecting? Do you have that? About forty k. Forty k. Okay. Let's talk about the one that we have done now. Yes. Which one? What's the arrangement for that one? Okay. So I said, if you meet um, an Umaru who deals in both gold and oil, then it's a marriage made in heaven. Mm -hmm. You can do the direct barter. But if you meet a supplier who says, I don't want your gold, but Ghana needs its oil, and you happen to meet 
somebody like your producer who deals who needs the gold and has a lot of cash to buy gold and you happen to get into an arrangement with her to say that okay take my gold and the dollars that will come out of it use it to pay for the oil that i'm going to buy then you solve the problem so you have a middleman it's sort of it's a, there's a middleman who takes the gold he wants gold so he buys the gold mm -hmm. instead of giving us the money we say look let's use the money to buy oil and let the oil come to ghana so don't give the money to me. Send the money to Company B or Company yes, C. Yes, the money goes into an escrow. And the moment we, 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 we confirm that the, the quality, we, we, we send the quality certificate to Bank of Ghana, then they instruct that, okay, move the money to X, the company X. So that's what we did in... That's what we did with the uh, first consignment. Which companies were involved in that? So who, who was the middleman and who is the supplier of the of the gold? So Alpha Stream was the, was the middleman. I mean, it's and, a big fund, fund, fund manager. And we have no interest in that company because we have a history of dealing with sheikhs in the Arabian world and ends, ends up blowing up in our face. We don't have the no, fact, nobody in government here. The fact that people, I mean, Ghanaians have been arrested abroad for so many things that don't mean that uh, that's not mean all Ghanaians. Mm. No, I'm, not saying, I'm, not saying, I'm just saying that so we don't have anybody in government interested in the works of this middleman. What do you mean? I don't I don't understand okay. the This middleman was the name again? Alpha Stream. Alpha Stream. Yeah. Nobody in Ghana owns that company. No. Do you? No. You don't There's know. No, you can go online and check. They've been doing this for how many years? Go online and check. Mm. Go online. We've done the due diligence. Bank of Ghana has done the due diligence. Mm -hmm. Everything has been done. Uh, they've been cleared. You can go online. It's a huge fund manager who, who deals in commodities. Do they do this for us? At Do they charge us for doing what they are doing for us? They are, they are buying gold. So, so they just buy a gold, gold transaction is I don't have the details of the gold transaction, okay. but they are buying gold. So we don't give them at a lower figure because oh they are helping us. I don't think so. They are buying same gold. market value. That's what we give they them. They are buying gold. Okay, and they then use the money to buy the oil for us, and that's what happened. We buy our oil, but then there's an arrangement. The when they they buy the gold, the money goes into an escrow, and there's an arrangement where. When we confirm the quality of the oil that is supplied to us, mm. we inform Bank of Ghana, and then they transfer the money. The money moves from the escrow. So there are claims that we sold the gold to the not gold, the gold to this company at a lower rate than what the international market standard is. That it's, are you saying that's It's interesting case? because if you go onto the gold platform right now, you can go, all these things are available. Mm. So Google it. Um, there are two types of gold. There's pure gold which comes from the big companies, mm -hmm. where it's 99.9% .9 gold. Mm -hmm. And then there's Dory Gold, where the gold is not pure. Mm -hmm. So you need to assay the gold, get the purity. And when you go onto the platform, you will see that for a 95% gold, mm -hmm. it comes at a discount of X percent as compared to the pure gold. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that company that we dealt with, have we dealt with it since this particular company that acted as middleman since the last consignment have they worked on any other consignment for us yeah the next one will be through them it's also well. through until them. we bank of ghana finalizes the direct batter so this company is the only one we are dealing with now the middleman yes 
Yes, is the only one. Yes, yes. Do we have another company that we are dealing with in this particular in instance? We will have, we will have, but we don't have, have one yet. I don't think so. We'll have. Okay, someone has sent me a message asking about Stunek. Is there a company in the middle there called Stunek? Are we, are we buying from any company called Stunek? I am not. I'm not dealing in the gold. I'm an oil guy. Okay. So that question. So I don't so know whether this Stunek is a oil provider or gold buyer no, it's not an oil guy it's okay not oil, it can it's be not an oil contract i haven't signed any contract with any stone any stone the same person is saying why alpha stream was transferring money back to pmmc did that happen did alpha stream have to I send money know. to pmmc I, I wouldn't know these things i'm not in the bank of ghana but i don't think that there was any transfer of monies to pmmc what happens is that when we sell the gold when we sell the gold mm -hmm. Hey, sorry, when we sell the oil mm -hmm. with cities, we're selling cities, mm -hmm. that money goes back to Bank of Ghana. Mm -hmm. Bank of Ghana then gives the money to PMMC to buy gold from the local market. Yeah, that's it. So that's what happens domestically. Yes. But for the buying of the... The person says another thing, that if AlphaStream is buying our gold on credit, do you know if that's happening? AlphaStream can buy the gold on credit. It's not. That is what's happening. We sell the gold... We sell the gold. Mm -hmm. We want to buy oil with the gold. Mm -hmm. So we we sell the gold to Alpha Stream mm -hmm. or to the middleman. Mm -hmm. The money is in an escrow because the oil hasn't been supplied. Mm -hmm. But we need to build up the the the, the, the gold. Mm -hmm. So we sell the gold into a metallic account. Money is put in an escrow. And then as soon as boss confirms that, yes, the oil that comes is worth A, B, C, D, and E, mm -hmm. then the escrow that has been set up to aggregate the money would be touched that escrow the manager of the escrow will be mandated to transfer the money to uh the oil supplier okay the person sends some information to me which is um a consignment is this a document that has been sent is from um pmmc um and it is a client alpha stream that some money has been paid directly to pmmc but you're saying that that's a bog thing so it will not be fair it will not be fair to you to be asking you yes. this question so if you get the bog officials who ask them, ask them it is the it is the the oil part of things that you are involved in perfect this first consignment that came through so when you were given the they just literally called you and said listen um boss we have paid good bank of Ghana said we have paid everything go and carry your oil no and that's not what it is okay so the the supply what, there's a contract mm -hmm. so the supplier will supply bust mm -hmm. when the supply comes here we do some quality checks to 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 verify the, pro, the quality of the product mm -hmm. because ghana has some standards mm -hmm. once those inspectors verify and the products are, are offloaded into our tanks and we are happy then we send the relevant document. It's called a Q, Q, Q88, mm -hmm. the quality certificate. We send it to Bank of Ghana plus the invoice saying that, yes, we have received the, the oil. So please now you can pay the guy. So we only pay after the yes, oil has reached them. Yes, we pay after After we discharge into bust yes, tanks. Yes. That's when you That's make when the we final instruct, payment. We instruct Bank of Ghana. That's what happened in January. Yes. There was a point that the transaction was cash for oil and not gold for oil. What is what's your response to that? I understand the, that this trans, these things are not too complex, but it can easily be taken out of context. Mm -hmm. The two scenarios that 
I explained. What did Ghana part with? What did Ghana part with? Gold. In the first scenario, we parted with gold. Mm -hmm. And what did Ghana get in return? Oil. Oil. But in was... one instance, it's direct gold for oil. Mm -hmm. In the second instance, where the supplier does not need your gold, you look, you get a middleman who deals in commodities. You sell your commodities to the middleman, and they pay the guy. So, so if the guy wants dollars, they will, he will be paid in dollars. So the phraseology there then should be gold for cash for oil. Not necessarily. If A implies B and B implies C, then A implies C. You don't need to. So go you want to go B. direct. You don't want to go through the junction. No, at, I mean, at the, there's at one that is direct and mm -hmm. one that goes through a broker. So either way, it's still gold for oil. Either That's way, how you want to see Ghana parts with gold, and Ghana gets in oil. Okay. Then oil arrives at Tema in yes, the name sir. of Bost. Yes, sir. The OMCs, Association of Oil Marketing Companies, they say that what you have done is not fair to the market. Then that you deliver the oil and give it to only one um, BDC, which is Go Energy. Is that the name? Um, it's respectfully, it's an untruth. I mean, I have the data here. Mm. Go Energy. Why Go Energy? This program. Who has the biggest outlets in Ghana? It's Goyle. Mm. And who who delivers, which, which BDC sells fuel to Goyle? It's Go Energy. Go Energy is a subsidiary of Goyle. Mm -hmm. So if the market is challenged or there is a market failure and you want to correct the market failure, you need to come in with a corrective measure. So if you want to bring prices down and you have uh, an OMC, like Goyle, that has 435 stations. And you have an other, another OMC that has 10 stations. As the regulator or as, as, as the policy maker, who would you use to drive the price down? Is it the one that has the 10 stations or the one that has the 435 stations? So that's the idea. That's the whole idea, is to drive prices down. Now, Goyle, Go Energy, they are also, uh, everybody follows their price. The whole market follows their price. Mm -hmm. So if you want to send a signal on pricing, logically, who should you use? Yeah, but the, energy. But they argue that that's hold discriminatory. Hold on, hold on. It's not discriminatory. Hold on. The products came in. Go Energy made their request. Stratcom made their request. Maranatha made their request. Everstone made their request. Thyros made their request. Oil Channel made their request. Six BDCs. So how on earth did we sell to only go? Did you supply to all the six? All the six took I mean, two products from us. So it wasn't just go energy. Six bulk distribution companies bought from us with cash. The next question. If the BDCs can do this transaction directly, why does your company have to be in the middle? Because it's now like we have plenty of middlemen. BOG can just pay for oil, wherever, whether Morocco or Libya, and let it come to a BDC in Ghana, why does he have to go through both? DOG is not an oil, that does not have the license to deal with oil. Okay, so you came in because of your statutory mandate. I came in because of my mandate, because of my statutory mandate. So why doesn't then BOG give the money to the BDCs like it does, on credit or whatever, so it that the BDCs... Does, there's still the audit going on, the BDCs... I mean, the market is... The, the market being served is only 50%. Mm -hmm. That's the target. There's still 50% for the BDCs to bring in oil. So, Nobody you, has so you are doing your government side? We are doing... We are, want they to can correct, do private side. We want to deal with an inflation issue. 
and the government is using its machinery to solve a national problem including to, to improve the lives of the people in this country and boss is the entity bust npa uh, pmmc bank of ghana and the all these uh government state institutions. State institutions so using state institutions to, to, correct, fix, to fix the problem is not a crime okay next question would be that you have brought 40k so far when is the next consignment coming by Sunday, the next ship will arrive. This coming Sunday? 19th, yeah. How many? What was the so there's volume? A, there's a 35 kT coming of gasoline. Mm -hmm. The following week, there's a 40 kT of gas oil coming. That same week, another 40 kT will land. And then the last week in February, another 40 kT of uh, gasoline will land. So in February alone, we are receiving four consignments? God willing. February is middle now. So in God willing. But then you kept saying the next week, next week. We have yes, just two we, weeks left. Thank you. So I'm saying by Sunday, mm -hmm. a consignment will come. Within that week, mm -hmm. another consignment will come. Okay. Two consignments will come within that week. Okay. And then the following week, another one two. more consign consignment will come. Okay. So it's three in total, not four. Four, four in the, in the end of, by the end of this month. God willing. Or gasoline. If, 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 the, if the tides in the sea don't play games so if us. there's no finger of god or if there's, there's no, no finger of god by end of the month we should have four four cargoes two gasoline two gas oil next question legal basis for this transaction mm. is parliament aware that you're doing this okay um the minister is aware the minister is a, uh, is a member of parliament so uh, so you leave it to them to deal uh, with this i'll leave it with them to deal with it but also but also if you go and uh, read the bank of ghana act act 918 uh, section 3.1. The primary ob objective of the bank is to maintain stability in the general level of prices. Inflation mm -hmm. is a mandate of the bank. Now, section 50... But because this is an international transaction, there's a, there's a Supreme Court decision on it. Let me come there. Mm. Let me come there. <laughs> let me come there. Uh, the bank may... Section 50, Act 612 has amended. Transaction is as in assets of international value. This is the Bank of Ghana. I'm not a banker. I just went to their website mm. and I got it. The bank may import, export, refine, hold, sell, transfer, or otherwise deal in gold, gold coins and bullions, and any other precious metals as determined by the board. Mm -hmm. So the bank is mandated to sell gold, mm -hmm. import gold, refine gold, hold gold. Does it say that the bank can go and hold engage on, in a Hold on, hold on. We, we need to go, so I just wanted to Hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. hold on. Mm -hmm. So the bank started... The bank had already started buying gold since 2019 mm -hmm. to show up our reserves. Mm -hmm. So there was a gold program in place. That's not the one I'm interested in. I'm interested in, for instance, the contract with Morocco. That's an international agreement. Yeah, but the contract is with BOST. Yes, so has BOST yes. gone to seek parliamentary approval for such a contract to be We've signed? We've been selling oil from... From 1993, when BOSS was set up, you've been signing your own contract. Been signing our own you don't go to parliament we don't for anything. Go to parliament for no you. problem. Finally, I need a headline from you. By which date are we going to see cheaper fuel at the pumps because of gold for oil? We are seeing it today. I no, mean, no, no, no. Today, they have not seen me this morning on my I way. Mean, I didn't see it. We are seeing it today, but I can bet you that by end of February. I mean, the prices will be extremely competitive, and Ghanaians will be happy. By end of March, it was you would see more. How low? How low should we expect? Um, NPA will decide that because okay. NPA owns the price, okay. not bust. Mm -hmm. But at least for we are we are we, we know what we are bringing as compared to what in the past we're getting from the suppliers, and it will be cheaper. 
it's extremely competitive. So it will, it will reflect at the pumps? It will definitely reflect at the pump. I mean, the, the, the whole idea is that we need to alleviate the suffering of our people. And this, that's what this is intended to do. Nothing else. Edwin Provencal, MD, Bulk Oil Storage Transport Company, Bost. Thank you for joining us on Poemla. We'll invite you again if need be for some further clarification. Thank you. You're welcome, Omar. Thank you. And my name is Umaru Sandama, the production by Bevlin London. Technical support from Daniel Squashi and Edwin Kwakofi was handling the new media side of things. Thank you for listening. Eyewitness News. It will be a playback at midnight. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959. And get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM, and on Twitter at City 973. City 97.3. Accra.